0: The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season is back at MyBookie, and they're now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week three action. Enter code SGP to get a free shot. Millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code SGP only at DraftKings. Also brought to you by BeckqL Want to get an advantage over the sportsbook with NBA, NHL, college football, MLB, and the NFL back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart pets this season. Head to BetQL.co and enter code SGP20 for twenty percent off your first subscription. That's BetQL.co promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at slash SGP. That's slash SGP. Welcome everyone to the Die Hard Eagles Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my two eagle friends here, Justin. Justin, what's up, man? How's it going, Sean? Joining us, also of course, Rob. Rob, what's happening?
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Everything's great, right? Nothing, nothing wrong.
0: <laughs> and we're off to a, a sweet 0-2 mm. start to the uh, eagle season. Completely catastrophic. I mean, we were going through the whole pandemic. Of course, all the uh, COVID truthers were saying cancel everything. You can never leave your house again. And you know, football was there just as the carrot dangling, waiting. Like, hey, we'll get the football. It'll be okay. The NFL told everyone to fuck off. We're gonna have a season. They have a season, and then we come out of the gates looking like complete dog shit. Justin, what's the worst part so far of the O and two season?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, uh, such a loaded question. And I guess the obvious answer is that it's Owen too. Um, and just that we, we don't look like a team. There's just not even on the field issues suck. It just seems like the off the field stuff is bothersome as well. Unlike any other year, you know, it started off with like, you know, not even started off with Peters. I mean, it started off with the injuries like always. So that's normal, but then, you know, the whole Peters thing, not being not being willing to move. Over to left tackle, um, that was a big issue. I feel like it's in house that you didn't see from this team in the past. The Urch contract. Now it seems like he's getting a little whiny. You know, there's all this just little stuff in house. It seems I, I don't know how they're going to get it together. But I, I could talk forever. I'll just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like
0: that cutting off your own rambling, Rob. <laughs> Rob, what what sticks out as a uh, as a true like thorn in the side of this zero two season?
1: Look, we'll, we'll go there in a second, but I need to first just address the elephant in the room. Um, you know, I know the answer for myself, but for you guys, have either of you played in the NFL or specifically played quarterback <laughs> in the NFL?
0: Yeah, uh, yes, I have. Yes, I have.
1: Well, so uh, I know you played high school football. <laughs> I don't think that qualifies. But uh, look, I, I mean, I just want to get it out there. I don't even know if we're qualified to make observations about the team. According to Doug, you know, if you haven't played a QB QB level in the NFL, you you can't make (laughs) observations. So, you know, with that, with that stated, um, you know, everything has me worried, everything from the coaching to the construction of the team, the defense was a mess last game. Carson's just regressing and regressing and, and, you know, quite honestly, isn't taking it seriously. Um, It's not taking coaching. We now have more injuries. Rager's out. Uh, as Justin said, Ertz is is sulking. Um, you know, w- w- the question is, what are the positives? And quite honestly, right now, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough even to find the positives. The po- you know, potential positive was Rager. He's shown a couple of flashes, optimistic about his potential, but then, of course, comes down with the thumb injury. Uh, and Rob, of course, referencing in the press conference where uh, Jimmy Kemski asked uh, Doug why Carson is missing layups. And then uh, Doug gets all defensive and and says like, well, you, you, there's no layups in the NFL. What are you, you've never uh, played in the league. And that would have been great if he, he asked him, like, have you ever played? And he said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why did did that never come up? I was actually, uh, actually third string quarterback in Cincinnati. and, And just to see Doug's reaction. Yeah, no. It, this team has lost games before, but the the mojo, the overall juice, the mojo is is the sourest I've seen it in a long time. I think going back to when they got their ass kicked in Cincinnati of Carson's rookie year, this was the last time I felt like things were really kind of coming apart at the seams. And that Bengals game, at least the the offense was going up and down the field and. You could at least hold on to the fact of like, well, it's Carson Wentz in his rookie year, Doug Peterson first year head coach. Now there's no sort of uh, built-in excuses. And and coming to built-in excuses, uh, some other podcast pointed this out, and it's been driving me crazy as well. But Doug Peterson, when they he's being grilled, he starts going into this thing of like, well, you know, we didn't have an off season and we didn't have enough practice time. It's like, dude. What are you talking about? None of the other thirty-one teams have had off-season or practice time, and the fact that you are the same quarterback and the same head coach—you uh, know, there's no reason that you guys should be behind. Uh, let yeah. uh, you know what I mean. Like that should be a reason why we're succeeding. Is that we have you know, continuity? His
1: defensiveness, his, his defensiveness and, and the way he's responding like that just makes me think he's lost. I, I, I just. It's infuriating to me to listen to. Um, it just seems like he has no answers. Um, and when you start to get criticism, when you get defensive, you're just deflecting because you really don't know what else to say or, or you don't know what to do.
2: Yeah. And- yeah. And he needs a game plan or something to tell us, like, why or how things are going to be better. But everything, there's no transparency now either, which makes it even worse. Well, you think one of
0: those 12 uh, assistants on the offen- on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball, one of them could come up with a goddamn game plan. And maybe that's why Doug P brought in all these people to just create these, this like, you know, basically he can uh, have someone to throw under the bus here when things really start going bad. And to me, as far as like placing blame in particular on this Rams game and, for the seasons overall, I'll kick things off to me. It really is Doug's fault. Now Carson Wentz certainly deserves a lot of Chris criticism and he's been getting it. But to me, you know, Carson not taking coaching that's on the coach, like the whole thing that's appealing about Doug P as a former quarterback, as a former player, like the one thing that really stands out is like, well, you know, the guys really play for him. They really respond to him. Carson Wentz isn't responding. Like that's why you're getting paid. Whatever he's getting, you know, $5 million a year is to, that you can coach Carson up. And if he's not taking coaching, put you know, take him behind the room or, you know, take him into the back room and explain to him that he has to take the coaching. Like you have to be hard on Wentz. you have to be hard on all these guys. Sometimes it's, it's easy to just be the coach's guy and, and to his credit, like he does take bullets for the players and they seem to respond to that. Uh, but at some point, he needs to be a hard ass, and I don't know if we've seen that from him. Rob, what other like what's one thing that's really driving the the negativity and the, and the, just the the poor the poor play overall?
1: Well, I mean, it's as much as I want to say everything, it, it, it does start with Doug. I, I can't disagree with you, but I, I I really see it as Doug Carson. I see him as one in the same. Um, they 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 just don't seem to be on the same page. Um, you know, I, I've heard some people this week talk about how, like, you know, Doug and, and Nick just seem to really mesh in their styles, and and like Doug seems so much more comfortable calling plays for Nick Foles. Um, and quite honestly, now watching this for two years, there may be some truth to that. Um, it, it just seems like he's unable to play to Carson's strengths, and. With that game plan, Carson is regressing and making terrible mistakes. And that's on him. Um but, you know, it's hard to separate those two. I think they go you know hand in hand,
0: yeah. Justin, anything we haven't hit on as far as who to who we're super
2: pissed off at? Um, I'm just going to take a a little bit of a detour and blame most of it on Carson. I mean, if you're going to consider yourself elite, which I used to consider Carson to be elite, I feel like you got to be able to, you know, put this team on your back. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan, so to speak, but you know, he's been there for his team members. He's gotten them out of some, some pretty bad jams and he's had bad games, but you know, he's bounced back and Carson to have two back to back, just. I mean, you could call the first game, the first half of the first game, pretty good until up to the interception, but uh, he's gotta be able to get it together. And I know coaching is an issue. And um, part of that though, is on Carson or a lot of that actually is on Carson. I mean, he's at this point, he shouldn't be, he should be able to make those layups, so to speak. There's Um, no such thing
0: as layups, Justin
2: (laughs) not and and to miss, you know, one might be an issue, but he's missing multiple. So, I'm going to put most of the blame on Carson right now. He's got to fix it.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we haven't even got to the defense, which, which looked completely horrible. All right. Uh, while we're throwing everyone under the bus, I, I think it's worth it to talk about Howie. Rob, in your mind, Howie or Doug, who, who is the seat hotter for right now? I mean, it feels like everyone's amped up and pissed off at Doug, but is Howie escaping some of the blame for this roster and how the team's performing?
1: You know, I think he is. I think he's escaping some blame. He's clearly made some uh, big blunders over the past couple of years. I mean, you know, Whiteside instead of Metcalf, and God, um, you know, should he have traded up and got other guys? Um, but you know, I, I think when people look at that, they also forget some of the great trades he's pulled off when we fleeced a few other teams too. So he's done some good. Um, He did reconstruct the roster after chip Kelly very quick. Um, And, you know, the, the, the reality is most GMs around this league are 50, 50 at drafting. It's not easy. Um, It's easy to look at all the misses, but um, you know, there's, there's plenty of people that don't get it right. And I'm not making excuses for Howie, but the reason I'm saying that is I just think at the end of the day, Doug's on the hotter seat. Um, I think you know, you're already hearing these rumors about how last off season, uh, you know, Doug was basically forced to shake up his offensive staff. Um, I'm sure that already caused uh, friction between them. And, you know, it just seems like if Doug isn't able to turn Carson into the player he was in 2017, he is going to be on a very, very short lease because you know, the, the franchise has over a hundred million dollars invested in him. And if they feel like he's just not, you know, his offense isn't innovative and, and his offense isn't playing to his strengths. You know, I, I think
2: he's the one on the hot seat.
0: Justin, where are you at with our, our good buddy? Howie Roseman, uh,
2: Sean, I like the question of who's on a hotter seat, Doug, or Howie just annoys the crap out of me because I, d- I don't understand these people who don't like Howie. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Doug is obviously on the hotter seat. I mean, Howie has yes, I know people look at his draft rating and like who he's been able to pick up, but he's, you know, been about average, maybe even a little slightly above average, like Rob pointed out, you know, he hasn't quite hit the home run, but I guess you could have said up until two games ago, you could have said he had hit a home run because he got Wentz for us. Right. He had the balls to move up to get Wentz right. And make that happen. Whereas other teams just sat there. I mean, we could be You know, looking like, well, the bears look decent at the moment, but you know what I'm (laughs) saying, (laughs) but you know, but he, he took the initiative. He made it happen. Yes. He's missed on a couple, um, which uh, we can maybe get to, I guess a little bit later, but uh, he can't help the injuries that have taken place. I guess you could argue Doug can't either, but I don't think he's drafted that badly. He's had a, he's had a few misses Sidney Jones being one of them. But um, yeah, I, I like Howie He's just supposed to get the talent, which we have enough talent to win, right? Doug's job is to work with that talent and he's supposed to be able to handle the cap, which we all know. Howie's a wizard at that. So Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Now
0: that uh COVID is gonna tighten the cap a little bit, it'll be interesting to see how he in this True. next coming year where he has to get really creative. Yeah, I, I think overall done like a pretty solid job, but I, I think, you know. I mean, we're just lacking depth. It feels like in a lot of positions, uh, we're getting older, and, and they haven't really done enough to bring in new talent. The the Jalen Hurts pick to me is still uh, unforgivable. I, I do think Howie has a relationship with management, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Doug will be the uh, if things go really nuclear. Doug probably is the first to go of the Doug, Howie, Carson trio. And you're right, Howie and or sorry, Doug and. Carson are certainly tied together, but I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing someone else in besides Howie just to bring in someone that can really help out with the draft. And, and you know, there's supposedly guys that are in there that are like draft specialists that he listens to. And still it just feels like we're not getting anywhere with this team. As far as like bringing in young guys with the exception of a, you know, a guy like miles Sanders, that is one bright spot, getting him back. Of course he started the game with a fumble last week, but overall, Uh, super optimistic about him. And um, yeah, I mean that kind of can lead us to the Bengals game. But before we do fun, little hypothetical, what is a, uh, what's one former Eagle out there and the obvious being Dawkins. So we're not going to, we're not going to let you guys use that one former Mm. Eagle who could really rally this team and help them turn it around either from play on the field that they would need or just Mojo, whatever it is. Justin, I'll let you uh, kick things
2: off. Currently, an eagle not currently on the roster. Uh, Sean, (laughs) I hate to say this and sound so pessimistic, but there's not one right now. It's (laughs) going to come from those guys in the locker room. They got to figure it out themselves and uh, dig out of their own hole. I don't know how anybody could come into that locker room right now and and uh, rah rah them back to a win. They got to they got to do it themselves. It's uh, I hate to say that. I wish there could be somebody else, but there, there's not. I don't think.
0: Well, Rob, since Justin's a, afraid to answer a purely hypothetical question, <laughs> who, who would you take as a former Eagle that could rally this team?
1: Yeah, unlike Justin, I'm not going to dodge this one. Um, so I'm actually going to go a little outside the box. I'm going to go with T. Um, o. Only an Eagle for a short period of time, but look. We gotta love the toughness the guy had. I mean, he went, you know, head to head with McNabb, and you know, did anyone ever fight back quicker from an injury and to, you know to play in that Super Bowl? You know, our team, you know, everyone on the team's injured. I think they could take a little of that mentality from him. And um, you know, I just like the fire that he had. You can disagree with them and and argue about things, but the guy played hard when he was on the field.
0: Yeah, for me, this is easy. A man by the name of Reggie White. The Minister of Defense, uh, just someone who brought an insane amount in oh, of I didn't know we
2: could go dead. I, w- I was thinking like <laughs> somebody alive and well. I would. That's well, a, he's a He's a
0: former Eagle. Uh, I mean, what do you want me to say? It's a it's a hypothetical question, Justin. I think hard about these shots. All right, go, so go so, on, so the ju- two Justin,
1: Justin, you just thought nobody was better
2: than someone. Else I mean, you could have went Seth Joiner. There were a lot of, like Westbrook, but then I thought Acres, and I was like, eh, you don't want a kicker in there. Get you don't out of here. You know? Who needs? You looks, can't listen to a kicker. Who
0: looks at this team and go, you know what they need? The kicker is going to bring in some mojo.
2: No, I mean. I,
0: what what the team is missing is mojo. They're missing mojo. They're missing uh, juice. And you know, when things were really firing on all cylinders in two thousand seventeen, guys were dancing, they were hanging out, they had their you know, choreographed celebrations. There were multiple in-season baptisms in the uh, you know, hot tub and the cold tub. Like there I there's been no reports of any baptisms, and I think that's really hurting the mojo of the team. A guy like Reggie White, uh, you know, kind of just spoke soft and just destroyed offensive lines. We need some sort of juice, especially on the defensive side. Like one thing for the offense to be out of sync and, and not being not kind of hitting their stride, but really if you're bringing some physicality, some intensity on the defensive side, defense has, hasn't created one turnover. There hasn't even been one hit where you're like, Ooh, yeah. Like no sort of juice or amp coming from that side. I, I do hope the offense eventually gets right and perfect uh, time to transition over to the Cincinnati Bengals coming to town. Uh, Bengals, of course, coming in zero oh, and two right now. They do have long rest. They played the uh, the Browns the previous Thursday night, and right now over at mybookie.ag, of course, presenting sponsor of the sports gambling podcast and podcast network. Use that promo code SGP for a hundred percent deposit bonus right now. Bengals. Getting four and a half points, plus 180 on the money line, total sitting at 47 and a half. Let's start breaking this game down. One thing we need to see on the defensive side, I'll get things going. It has to be turnovers. Like, we just have to get some turnovers. We weren't able to turn over Dwayne Haskins, we weren't able to turn over Jared Goff. I mean, we just need a turnover just for the energy. Again, something to get these guys excited on the defensive side of the ball. And certainly, you know, back the blame truck up to Wentz, Doug Howie, all those guys. But the defense needs to get some stops, uh, just to give the offense a little bit of confidence. Rob, what do you want to see out of this defense come Sunday? What's one thing we need to see?
1: I want to see Joe Burrow on the ground. Yeah, um, we we got to get to him. We got to sack him. Um, you know, I think Schwartz needs to get creative and bring up some blitzes. You know, I, one mm-hmm. person I will give a little credit to is Schwartz. He took he, he he admitted he was wrong and he had a terrible game plan last week. And um, you know, I never see Doug say that, um, but Schwartz. <laughs> you know, whether he was taken, you know, taking it for the team or or you know, really that's what happened. At least he got up and and that's what he said. So I think he's going to come back, have a much better game plan, and I think he's going to try to confuse this rookie and, and and get some pressure on him. The the the, the worst nightmare. That we could face this week. The absolute worst scenario is that Joe Burrow plays well, lights us up, beats us, and Wentz looks awful again. I mean, we'll be hearing about that all week. Then, you know how Joe Burrow is 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 just a rock star, and and Wentz is a nobody. So that's the one thing we absolutely have to avoid.
0: Justin, what do you have to see from the defense this week?
2: Uh, pressure. Uh, I was originally thought turnovers, but then I was like, you know what? What leads to turnover? Uh, what causes turnovers? And you know that defensive line just needs to create pressure. You know, you got a rookie quarterback back there. Uh, maybe we could get some from him. You know, and uh, create some havoc back there. That's the number one thing. Uh, I think Rob pointed it out too. With just maybe a few more blitzes in uh, key situations as well, would be nice.
0: Yeah. And uh, again, one rare bright spot is Darius slays play. He's, he's done a good job of shutting down their number one, really limiting them. Uh, didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter against the Rams is Higby just went off and, and they were picked apart over the middle uh, and you know, linebackers couldn't cover shit. But I, I think uh, Fletcher Cox, whether he plays or not, it looks like uh, a, according to the latest injury news, looks like Fletcher Cox is trending to play again. I don't know how healthy he'll be, but Malik Jackson has been a rare bright spot. So when we're talking pressure, we're talking getting turnovers, him getting to the quarterback. uh, We see that come Sunday. I'll be feeling a lot better as far as the offensive side of the ball. I I think I'm, I mean, I just don't see now I'm probably going to jinx it, but I'm really expecting miles Sanders to have a big game. Uh, Gino Atkins officially ruled out for the Bengals. They've struggled, uh, and defensive tackle Mike Daniels looks like he's he didn't practice today on Friday. So I, I'd be surprised if he goes. And I mean, you saw what Cleveland was able to do as far as running the ball, setting things up with the play action. I mean, the, the offense that the Browns ran last Thursday night was very simplistic, but it's something that the Eagles have the talent to do and and should be doing. Um, but yeah, I Miles Sanders should have a huge game. Browns are or sorry, Bengals are leading the league and explosive run plays led up with eleven, meaning plays over ten yards. And I, I just think Sanders has to go off. I expect him to break one, if not two, and really get things going. And again, a, as far as Wentz's struggles, to me, like you look at the guy, like he's still a physical specimen. Uh, th- I think really all of his struggles are just in his head. So the optimist of me says if they can get the offense cooking, if he can, you know, get in a good throwing rhythm, that I think he can shake some of the timing and confidence issues that have plagued his season so far. And the Bengals defense really is the perfect get right situation. Their safety as well, Sean Williams, he uh, limited in practice, so that helps them as well. Patani, what do you want to see about the offense this week?
2: Uh you kinda hit on a lot. Uh I thought it was one thing from the offense. Op- <laughs> but um
0: <laughs> Well it just it bled into I mean my yeah. Miles Sanders and then it just kinda bled into the the, the Wentz <laughs> confidence thing, which that's, I really think uh, that's what it is. It,
1: I he, was just, he just he just assumed you would punt Justin and just say
2: nothing. Uh, I was I was frustrated because you said exactly what I had. Confidence from Went from uh Wentz, yeah, from Carson is what I had. Um I think that's the the number one thing we need to see is confidence from Carson. Um he missed a couple of key throws, um, and then he he kind of forced it in certain areas. You know, that that pass to white side in the end zone was ill-advised, and then later on in the game. He had a shot at, I forget, I believe it was Goddard, and he didn't take it, or at least he didn't look his way when he should have. Um, and that it just seemed like his confidence was a little bit shattered at that point. And that's when I knew we weren't gonna be coming back. Um if if he can, you know, turn back into the old Carson somehow from last year, um, I'd I'd be more than happy with that. I don't know. Rob,
0: anything anything we didn't hit on offensively that you want to see out there on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I just want to see one thing. Zero turnovers. Yeah. Um, I think if we have zero turnovers on offense, we win the game. You know, quite honestly, I don't care if Carson just plays as a game manager and throws five yard passes all day, you know, oh. mixing in the run. I think they can win. Um, you know, zero turnovers is the key on Sunday.
2: I
0: like it. All right. While we're talking game, course. Talking a little fantasy DraftKings, and uh, feel free if you're playing some DraftKings DFS. Use that promo code SGP, free shot at millions of dollars. Any uh, any fantasy players for the Eagles or uh, or for the Bengals? I know I know Rob. You uh, congratulations, Rob, on your uh, winning Rams bet from last week. Did they, uh, uh,
2: did, they you in, did
0: they just pay you? And they uh, just pay you? And oh thir- yeah,
2: I forgot.
0: Did they give I you 30 uh that. 30 pieces of silver, Judas? How does that work?
1: No, no idea what you're talking
0: about. Fantasy-wise. Um, so Fantasy-wise. No. W- fantasy Sorry, Rob, what are you gonna say?
1: No, I was just gonna say sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to motivate <laughs> the team, and sometimes it doesn't work.
2: Wait, what's the name of the podcast? <laughs> Die Hard? Yes. Mm.
0: No. <laughs> I thought I thought for a second uh Jess was genuinely confused.
2: I'll take kick- <laughs> I'll
0: kick things off here with, uh, with Jalen Rager out, um, Deshaun Jackson, I think obviously could be an interesting play, but I'm choosing to highlight Greg Ward here. He's only $3,400 at DraftKings, And you want to talk about Wentz finding his safety blanket, getting going, I, you know, Doug claims that they're going to have to get, they're going to have to rely on JJ or Sega white side. I just don't see Wentz throwing him the ball. Greg Ward is only thirty four hundred dollars in DraftKings. I think uh with the uh Rager injury, I think he may have a decent PPR game. And again, thirty four hundred dollars really cheap on DraftKings, considering the lowest amount for a uh, player is three thousand. Justin, any uh any DraftKings uh players you like this week for the Eagles or the Bengals?
2: Well well, after Doug had mentioned uh, you know, JJ he really got my hopes up because you know I, I have his jersey from last season, which didn't pan out well. And <laughs> I wanted fine. I wanted to put him down so bad, but um you know what? I think even Carson is gonna be my guy this week. Ooh um, nice. I think it's gonna be his coming out party. I I really I wanna still believe that he's elite and if he is, this is this is the best time to get him. Uh, you can probably get him maybe a little bit cheaper, obviously, than in the past, uh, based on the last two games. So, I would go with Carson this week. I think he's gonna he's gonna go off finally.
0: Yeah, Carson Wentz right now over DraftKings, only fifty eight hundred. Now, some of this I'm sure is because of the matchup, but to Justin Herbert making his second career start is fifty nine hundred against the Carolina Panthers, and then right next to Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky going up against the Falcons on the road. At fifty seven hundred, actually, I think Trubisky. That's kind of a fun, uh, fun draft King stack as well with Allen Robinson, the Penn State guy. Rob, you're a Penn State guy. What do you? Uh, are you? Are you going to roll the dice, Miles Sanders? What do you like here from a fantasy point of view for this Eagles offense, which hasn't generated a lot of points or fantasy uh, activity so far this year?
1: You know. I'll be honest. I don't love anyone on the Eagles this week. Um, you know, if you're pinning me down someone on offense, I'd probably say Goddard. Um, honestly, I, I, I think the the unit that has the potential to have the best week is just the defense. I, I think Ooh. they're going to get after burrow. Um, and I think they're good. I think they're going to have a turnover or two.
0: That's actually a, uh, that's a pretty interesting play because on DraftKings right now uh, they're, they're pretty cheap for a defense. They're listed at $2,800. And if you look at uh, home defenses, the only defenses that are cheaper are the Giants, of course, going up against that banged up uh, 49ers unit. Uh, and the Vikings, who have looked like dog shit. They're at home against Tennessee. Um, you know, Minnesota's look pretty poor. Giants, as we know, uh, horrifically suck. So those could be, uh, I mean, I, I like the defense angle. That's kind of a sneaky play. And if you're doing DraftKings, It is a, it is a fun stack to stack the running back with the defense. So maybe a miles Sanders Eagles defense stack could be in the future time for the Eagles nest one player you're predicting that will step up and have a big game this week, Justin, you have the honors kick things off.
2: Oh, definitely white side. I mean, (laughs) come on. Doug said it himself. So I'm buying in. I'm buying all the Whiteside stock I can this week. Um, he obviously he can't step any farther backward, so he's going to be able to step up this week. Uh, you know, catch quite a few passes, and uh, he would be the guy. He's going to be the guy this week.
0: All right. Now, I mean, I would love to see any production out of a second round pick <laughs> in the not. in the Howie <laughs> Roseman era, but uh, fingers crossed. Rob, what are you doing? Any? Who's in the nest? One player gonna step up big.
1: Man, my my wish is Wentz. Um, I'm I'm gonna say this this week Deshaun gets a TD. Uh, I'll go Deshaun.
0: I like that. I mean, with the safety trouble, and uh, yeah, it was weird. They had so many uh, things drawn up for him week one, then kind of got away from it week two. Rob, you got me uh, thinking about the defense, how they need to do something, and. You know what? I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Malik Jackson two sack game, maybe a strip sack. I think he could, this'll be his first game as an Eagle where you're like, Oh shit. All right. We got Malik Jackson. That was a good pickup. I think he steps up, has a big game and has a big impact on the, uh, on the Bengals Eagles game here and help us uh, pull in a much needed W I'll start things off with the final score predictions Again, the total sitting at very low. Well, relatively 47 and a half. I'm going to say Eagles, 28 bangles, 20 points. So Eagles, 28 bangles, 20 Eagles just help hit the over cover. It's that you know, it's not a, it's not a amazing win, but it's a win where you're like, all right, at least we got a little bit of confidence, enough confidence to buy us going into the following week. Justin, what are your uh, what's your final score prediction?
2: Uh big one here. I told you Wentz is going to go off this week. So I'm going 40 to 16. 4-0 to 16 Eagles. We're wow. going to get some turnovers. Carson's going to go off. We're good. <laughs>
1: All right. Wow, Rob. I love it. What um, do you got? I think I, I do think the Eagles win. Um, I'm not quite so optimistic as, as Justin as forty points, but I'm going to say uh, twenty seven to nine. I think the defense comes to play, and Schwartz gets after burrow and and uh, dials up a game plan that that really limits their offense
0: yeah and and really, I you know, Burrow has a ton of confidence, but i I could see that confidence backfiring and him trying to force some throws uh, that he doesn't need to force before we uh, get things out of here, I did have this on the rundown. You guys are, you guys are chatting it up in the group text that I I skipped over it. What is now this is a fun off season hypothetical and uh, it's a hypothetical. uh, So who knows if Justin will answer it, but if you could do one off season, move basically redo one off season, move either. They're signing a guy, not signing a guy. What would you do differently? Justin,
2: Oh man, I think people aren't gonna like me. So uh, I we need a linebacker. I really like Kenneth Murray. Um, I know he hasn't really been lighting it up right now, but still a rookie, and we obviously needed a linebacker. So um, either I'd still take him, maybe in the first round. Regor as great as he's looked, I mean he's injured again. He's had to get surgery, so we're already losing him for you know quite a few weeks now. Um, so maybe get him in the first, but definitely definitely. And we can all agree that uh, our second round pick would have been nice to change. Um, so I would at least at the very least have taken a linebacker in the second round and not taken Hurts. So
0: yeah, no one's, no one's stoked about the Jalen hurts pick Rob and probably including yeah. Jalen hurts. He'd probably want to be on a team where uh, they're, yeah. they're happy that uh, he may be on the field. and. I mean, Doug like crowbarring him into these like weird gadget plays where he's just you know working as a decoy. It's like, dude, we could have had a linebacker who would maybe be fast enough to cover Higby. Instead, you just have a guy as a decoy. <laughs> it's like,
2: what the Anybody fuck? Anybody with uh, any team with a starting linebacker by the name of Gary? I mean, like he shouldn't be a starting linebacker, obviously. Uh, so let's anyway. Sorry, Rob, I, uh, I, I cut in there.
0: Rob, off-season move you would redo
1: but the, the Jalen hurts is too easy. So I'm not even going to go there, but I'll say this, if Carson plays the way he has been, um, you know, for another two weeks, Jalen hurts may become the most popular person in in Philadelphia really quickly. Um, With with that stated, you know, the the one move I think we missed out on that, you know, I I still don't know what the team was thinking uh, is Hopkins, you know, I make that trade for Hopkins any day of the week. I can't believe the Texans gave him up for what they gave him up for. I mean, you know, a running back who's, you know, reaching toward the end of his career. And I, I don't remember what the pick was, but it was nothing, you know, significant. Yeah, um, I, you know, I would have made that trade. I would have paid him and we would have had a stud wide receiver and we could have still drafted Rager and, you know, would have been set on offense.
0: Yeah, no, you watch that Arizona team. I, I thought it would take a little while for. Hopkins and uh Kyler to get going, but they've really just, I mean, they've just looked dynamic the offense and uh, you would have, I mean, you could have only imagined whence with uh Hopkins there and that, that could have been a, a, a nice little, uh, I mean, that just would have been sweet. I'm going to go. Uh, I, I would love for them to figure out a way to bring in Yannick and Gakwe and, mm. and just really add some juice here. I mean, you know, we've already had Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett dealing with, uh, you know, injuries and whatever, but maybe that could have been enough to get that pass rush going and uh, you know, get some sacks and get this defense off the field. I mean, there's a ton of things you could do on offense, but really the defense just needs to figure out how to get off the field and force some third downs and a dominant young pass rusher. You you help a long term weakness and you bring in someone super young, like uh, if you get a stud like Yannick. So I would have done that as well. And what they ended up trading for him, I don't think was too insane. So Yannick would have been the move I would have done. All right. We said it all. Let's go. Birds coming up uh, this Sunday. Thank you, as always, tuning into the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Throw us a five star review on the Sports Gambling Podcast network feed make sure you check out the, the sports gambling podcast as well. Week three picks are up. We had uh, bill Burr on. That was a, a really fun episode. I freaked out and did a rant in defense of Carson went. So uh, check that out as well for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green. Let it ride.